My entitled aunt plays her Christian songs at all hours of the night, and despite my honest request for her to simply turn them down so I can try and get some sleep, she takes it personally and basically implies that I'm trying to censor her, which honestly is not the case, but at this point, I seriously don't know what to do. Here's what happened. So I want to open this off with a statement that I have nothing against people of religious faith. I understand that our ideals do not align, and I respect that. With that out of the way, I want to tell you about an unpleasant trait that my my aunt has that bothers not just me, but also my neighbors. My aunt has been resurfacing lately her faith. She is Roman Catholic and she recently hit a rough patch in her life and she found solace again in religion and she won't hesitate to let you know. She'd tell you about how she cries every time in worship, how she'd always somehow work her faith into the most absurd of topics. We generally seem to get along, aside from one altercation where she expressed disgust towards my personal preference and who I do and don't find attractive. But other than that, she treats me well and at the end of the day, respects me as a person. And by respect, I mean that in the sense that she at least has the decency to at least hide her distaste in me based on my personal preferences of who I find attractive, if you know what I mean. She is generally a very nice person and has little to no beef with anyone in her life. That is except for how she chooses to continue her faith. Aside from what she already does with her faith, another way she'll let you know is by playing loud variations of praise and worship hill songs. She would play these songs even in the dead of night, where everybody who is normal would be asleep. She'd have Christian rock in the background playing at all hours of the night. Granted, I don't fully understand why she does this, but I also know that you really shouldn't do this when almost everyone in the neighborhood unanimously agrees that you should maybe tone it down a bit, especially in the middle of the night. And in fact, one time I tried to do that, and when I asked her if she could just turn it down, she got a bit touchy and asked me if I even understood God at all. The point is I don't really, but it's irritating having the same old song played over and over again. It also doesn't help that it wasn't exactly the genre I was into. I once turned her music down and she turned this into some kind of argument with a rant about how I don't appreciate the things that she does for me. My parents are practically non-existent anymore. We've been living with her since they're falling out and yes, she does provide for the house. I also do try and chip in with the work regularly, and I carry mine and my sister's weight every now and then. But back to the music thing, we'd all be kept awake each night with some kind of praise song or some variation of it, playing at all hours of the night. And if that's not the case, when I do schoolwork at home, it was honestly very hard for me to focus. She wouldn't turn it down, not out of spite, but she really legitimately just did not want to. I want to set up some kind of intervention with her and my grandparents soon, to try and get this thing out of the way. It's also probably worth mentioning that we had never gotten a single noise complaint ever. Just slightly annoyed neighbors irritably knocking on our door. But with all things considered, I honestly don't know what to do. It really does seem like your aunt is really being disrespectful towards you. Like if she wants to worship and have some kind of faith in whatever she believes in, then go for it. And I honestly don't think there's anything wrong with playing music that is affirming towards your faith. That's probably a good thing, and it probably helps her feel better about herself, as well as more connected towards her faith. Like, literally, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But she's being very belligerent about it and refusing to turn down these songs, especially in the middle of the night. I mean, I really don't think it's irrational to simply ask her to turn down the music. This is not about you trying to limit her faith or in some way try to censor her from not expressing her faith openly. That's not the point here. The point is, is that she's making a lot of noise and it's disturbing your peace. And sure, you haven't gotten a formal complaint about any kind of noise, but that doesn't give her the right 
night to play her music on full blast in the middle of the night. That is disrespectful and very unkind to those around you. And you can bet that if the roles were reversed, she would not be happy with you playing your music when she's trying to sleep. So hopefully there's some kind of middle ground here because I think what you're asking for is not that big of a deal. And it really does seem like she's making mountains out of molehills in this situation. And that in and of itself, in my opinion, is super obnoxious. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. My ex kicked me out and ghosted me after a messy breakup, but after finding out that I'm struggling with a serious mental health disorder, I feel like I deserve a second chance with her, but I'm honestly not sure and I simply don't know what to do. So I met my ex a year and a half ago, initially hooking up based on physical attraction, but slowly turning into a real relationship as we got closer. It became a very loving and fulfilling relationship, but we both suffered from depression and would end up fighting over something small once a month as she had issues with her anger. Usually I had done something and just needed to apologize for it, but her overreactions made it difficult for me and I wouldn't back down. Eventually, as this anger got worse, I would break down and enter a depressive episode that caused some terrible thoughts. And these awful thoughts had only been triggered before by alcohol. I was also entering a deeper overall depression, letting my weight go and losing my job temporarily. Before Christmas, things got worse, and eventually she disappeared on Boxing Day. I went into an episode and called her over and over again, messaged her friends, and massively overreacted. That night, we agreed to end the relationship. We were living together at this point, and she just stopped talking to me almost immediately. She would barely be home. I would plead and plead to talk about it or to work it out, and she would refuse. On New Year's Eve, I had another episode, triggered by drinking too much, and sent her some nasty text messages. As I had become paranoid, she was seeing someone else almost immediately. When I woke up and read them, I couldn't believe all that I had written. I was disgusted in myself, and I knew I needed help. She kicked me out immediately and completely ghosted me. The few days after I was kicked out, I gained a new perspective on things and became extremely overconfident, working out how I was going to fix my life and tried leaving her flowers at her place, which I understand now was inappropriate, but seemed like a great idea at the time. I have since talked to my doctor and a therapist since then, and they think I might be displaying signs of bipolar disorder, as my father had it and my manic and depressive episodes match over the last few months. I don't believe it excuses anything that I did, but I do think it changes the situation. I sent a short, respectful text message telling her that I may have it and apologizing for how I handled things, but she read it and continued to ghost me. Now, this post may frame her as being an angry or terrible person, but she is a kind and lovely woman that was very damaged from her upbringing and cuts anyone who hurts her from her life. I now realize how easy it would be to deal with her issue if I was in a healthy mindset and medicated. I have continued putting everything into getting healthy physically and mentally. My question to you is do you think I deserve a second chance if I'm diagnosed with a legitimate mental illness? I'd love some perspective on this complicated topic as I honestly don't know what to do. So to answer your question, do you deserve a second chance? Absolutely. There's no reason you can't find another relationship and try again knowing exactly what you should and shouldn't do as well as what your triggers are and all the things that go along with managing your mental health. But do you deserve a second chance with her? Absolutely not in my opinion. There's no way you should force yourself back into her life simply because now you understand what's going on mentally. And she has no obligation to let you back in. She doesn't owe you a second chance for any reason. You were not made 
managing your mental health and you freaked out on her. And that's not her fault or her responsibility to take care of. So in my opinion, I think you need to take her breaking up with you as a serious endeavor and move on with your life. Because clearly you have some kind of obsession with her and you think maybe I can get back with her. Maybe I can change her and she'll see what I really am now. But in reality, the more you try to contact her, the more creeped out she's going to be. Like seriously, that relationship is over and it's time to move on. She very clearly does not want to engage in any kind of conversation and she herself is probably hoping that you will just stop. So honestly, you'll be a lot better off if you just leave her alone. She is trying to move on with her life and if you were wise, you would do the same for yours. A father calls our restaurant to make sure that his children left a tip, which really impressed me and really makes me want to meet this guy in person for his generosity and his charity. So for a bit of background, I work at the main restaurant of a pretty large resort in Texas. An important thing to note about our resort in particular is that we have a membership program where in exchange for a monthly price, you and your family would have access to all the resort's facilities, get special privileges, and have your own discount to use. As you would probably guess, these memberships aren't at all cheap, and our members are usually really wealthy business people with lots of time and money to burn. A lot of these members also have children or grandchildren that also have permission and privileges at the resort as well. Also, most of the members are also locals in the area, living pretty much right next door to us. It goes without saying that many of these people are, indeed, somewhat entitled and expect a lot from us because, well, they pay tons of money. Of course, that doesn't mean they're allowed to treat us like lesser beings, but we are expected to do what we can to accommodate them to the best of our ability. However, there are many of these people who are actually very sweet and charitable people, despite the wealth that they come from. Anyways, on the day our story takes place, I was operating the restaurant host stand and was somewhat bored due to it being a bit of a slow day. Enter Jack and Jill. One was 14 years old and the other one was 11. And these two siblings had parents who were members at the resort. While I'd never met their parents in person, I knew the kids very well, as they would frequently come to the pool bar that I worked at during the summer. They walked up to the host stand with two very expensive looking scooters in tow, which they apparently got for Christmas. They wanted to order food to go, which was one of my duties as a host. So I did as I was told, and I gave them the check to sign while they waited for their food to arrive. Now, I'll mention that while my job in this position is just to bag the food and hand it to the customer, there is still an option to leave a tip. Unsurprisingly, this isn't a thing that often happens, because while a waitress would serve you drinks and check in on you, I would just be handing you your food. But some people are charitable enough to give something. Strangely enough, Jack and Jill said they wanted to leave us a tip and were calculating it together. While the tip wasn't groundbreaking in any way, everything counts, and I thanked them before sending them on their way. Now, I thought that would be the end of it, until about 10 minutes later, when I get a call from our phone, it was the kid's father, calling to ask if his children had been by to get food, and if they left a tip behind. I actually laughed, because his kids were sitting patiently at a couch, waiting for the food as we talked on the phone, and I told them that they did. He also laughed, and asked me how much they left, and thanked me. He told me that he has been teaching his children the importance of leaving a tip for service workers like myself, and how to calculate the amount you leave behind. He called just to make sure that they had done what he had asked, and if the amount was correct. I told him thank you for caring so much about us, and he gave me a nice goodbye before hanging up. It made me smile to think there were people out there, especially those probably in better financial positions than others, who are taking the time to teach their young children the importance of leaving a tip. I've met other children just like this, some even younger. I even met the daughters of our resort's owner, who was nothing but polite to 
everyone and left a tip for our waiter. She was probably only 10 years old at the time and that still sticks with me. Honestly, it gives me hope knowing that the next generation is being set up with this kind of knowledge, especially so early in their lives and I'm looking forward to seeing this more and I really hope to meet this father in person someday. Taking the time out of your day just to call a restaurant to see if your kids left a tip for their server is something I'll always think about fondly. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. That really is a great story in my opinion. It's always nice to see that people are willing to give tips to service workers, especially people who work in the restaurant business, because that can be really, really rough sometimes. Especially in the United States, where you really do rely on tips to try and make ends meet. So it's personally really good to hear that the original poster got a tip for their service, and hopefully this continues at the job they're working. My boyfriend keeps changing his mind on marriage, and it's really stressing me out, and I don't know if I should stay with him. And at this point, I don't know what to do. So my boyfriend boyfriend and I are together for about three years, both of us in our mid-twenties, and we met on a dating app. I was going through it at the time, as I just got my heart broken by a guy I was seeing for a few months and became extremely depressed, so we didn't discuss anything like marriage or kids initially, as I honestly didn't think this would last more than a few months. Fast forward a few months, and he out of nowhere asked what I think of marriage and would I ever want to be married. I panicked, because I thought he was about to propose, and then got extremely emotional. I started crying because I was still not over that previous guy completely, so he backed out. As time went on, I became extremely attached to him, eventually moved in, and thought he was the one for me, as he was caring and thoughtful as well as completely respectful of my boundaries. Over time, I started thinking about marriage more and more. We attended his older brother's ceremony, but none of our friends are getting married, so I don't think I'm influenced in that way. He kept brushing off the questions, saying he doesn't feel that way yet and that he needs time. In the last year or so, I felt more and more like he is stringing me along, not wanting to let go but not ready to move on himself. We are planning to move, maybe abroad eventually, but recently during an argument, he admitted he's mainly doing it because I want to. He's constantly saying he's not ready to marry yet, but maybe in the future he would, though he never specifies when or how he would get there, eventually saying that if we decide to have kids, then it would be time to get married. And I'm feeling very anxious about having kids and he knows it. So even that doesn't feel like a real thing. I kept pushing and eventually he admitted that he's scared of commitment. As well as not being able to leave once we have a house and kids together. And he also wasn't sure if he wanted to break up with me. And he wouldn't want to do that if he made this kind of commitment. I am generally feeling more and more terrible about myself. And overall feeling really depressed and anxious constantly about it all. I can't help but have the thoughts that if I was just a better girlfriend friend to him, if I was smarter or prettier, he would want to marry me on the spot. And it's honestly such a destructive mindset. My mother is also very invasive, constantly pushing that maybe he is not the guy for me, while also questioning why is our relationship not moving forward, with the implication that he simply doesn't love me. And I don't want to let it get to me, but it does. My boyfriend generally says that he wants to be with me long term, and that he does love me. I just don't know if I can settle for never getting married, or if this is 
just an insecurity that I have or if this is a sign that the whole relationship isn't working and I'm just hyper fixating on the marriage part. There were times when I considered leaving him a lot, but I generally have nowhere to go. I come from a household that was very awful to me, where my parents were belittling me and did not accept any of my choices. So I ran away to live with my boyfriend because I was afraid of my future. I really do love him and currently I'm not feeling okay with leaving him or finding someone new because we have a lot of history together and I always imagine him being the one that I settled down with. Should I work through the marriage thing myself or is it time to leave? What should I do? This is definitely a tricky situation because it sounds like you do want to get married but your boyfriend is kind of dragging his feet about it so I can understand where you're coming from but I think it's also important to remember that you're both in your mid-twenties. Maybe it's just me but you're still very young. You've got a lot of time to figure things out and just because he's hesitant on getting married right away or at least in the near future it doesn't mean that you can't still be with him and if you eventually know that yeah you don't want to be with this guy then you can let that be your answer and I don't think it makes you the jerk or any kind of bad person simply because you're trying to figure your life out so I think some healthy communication could really go a long way in this situation because once you sync up your timelines for the both of you you can really understand what it is you both want and then move forward from there whether staying together or finding someone new my girlfriend is constantly asked to clean our house whenever she comes over and she is now upset that she has to do that and she is now refusing to come over and I honestly don't know what to do. So my girlfriend and I are both 22 years old and we've been dating for 6 months now. At her house she does all the cleaning for her siblings and picks up after her brothers because both of her parents work very long hours. My mom is a stay at home mom so she takes care of all of that. My parents never expected me to clean or do any house chores. When staying over my girlfriend asked me where the mop was. I didn't know so I asked my mom and she told me to go tell my girlfriend to clean. The same thing happened another day when I asked where the vacuum was. She said the same thing again. Tell your girlfriend to clean and I didn't tell my girlfriend what my mom said at the time. My girlfriend purchased her own supplies and has been cleaning the bathroom, the floors, and the kitchen when my parents weren't home. My girlfriend wasn't sure where we kept our laundry supplies so I decided to help and do the laundry. Usually my mom just does everything. Last week when my mom saw me doing the laundry, she got angry and stopped me. She told me not to do it and tell my girlfriend to do it instead. My mom complained that my girlfriend never cleans the house. My mom even said that it was a woman's job to do all the chores and doesn't want me to do any. And obviously I got annoyed when I heard that. My girlfriend ended up overhearing a bit of this and I told her what my mom said. My girlfriend was upset that she is expected to clean my house when I'm not. She told me that she's upset that I'm not expected to clean at her house or at my house but she is at mine. As a side note, her family wouldn't allow a guest to clean anyways. It simply is not good manners. She thinks that this is unfair and that this is all because of her gender and she doesn't want this to be the norm. Yesterday I asked my girlfriend to visit but she didn't want to visit me because she feels she is expected to clean a second home when she works full time and a lot of overtime. I told her that I don't expect her to clean my parents house. She pointed out that she already does clean, but I told her that I never asked her to do any of this. Now, my girlfriend is more upset with me. I honestly really enjoy when my girlfriend visits me at home, but now I'm kind of at a loss and I simply don't know what to do. It really sounds like your mom in this situation is being super toxic. Like, why on earth would she expect your girlfriend to clean your house? How is she possibly expected to do that? And your girlfriend is 100% correct. Her gender absolutely plays a role in this. Your mom is basically saying, oh, because you're a guy, you don't have to clean up after yourself.
yourself and you don't have to do your laundry or anything like that, which honestly is not the case. That is simply not how the world works, especially with the idea that the woman is supposed to clean up everything. I mean, that's just atrocious. This is not some 1950s garbage, and it's really disgusting that your mom would have these kind of notions that she's seriously trying to force on your girlfriend. So honestly, your girlfriend is right to stay away. That is until you have some kind of conversation with your mom about respecting your girlfriend. I mean, she is a guest in your house. Does she really expect her to clean up the whole house instead of you pitching in like you try to do and try and do your laundry or clean up the kitchen? I mean, seriously, what an outdated mentality. So maybe having some kind of conversation with your mom and saying, hey, I really don't like you talking to my girlfriend like that or forcing her to clean up the house instead of allowing me to do it. And in that same vein of thought, maybe it's time to step up and start doing it yourself. Show to your mom that yes, I can take care of myself as an adult and I don't need you to do everything for me. So hopefully that conversation goes well because the way your mom is treating your girlfriend is really inappropriate and her behavior is simply unacceptable. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.